My guest today is Michael McWhorter, and I brought him here to talk about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which he calls a can't-miss Wii U port. This is your host, Dave Tack, and you are listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Mike, thanks for joining me on uh, Quality Control. Uh, Dave, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. So you're the guy in my head when I think about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, Yeah. You're the person who comes to mind because I know you've been a fan of this game uh, for a few years at (laughs) at least. Yeah. I I, For a few years now, I have uh, promoted and evangelized uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker to the point where I think like even people at Nintendo were like, Hey, uh, send this guy the Captain Toad review code first, <laughs> because uh, yeah, I love the game. I love the character. It's a it's a great little puzzle game, and it was one of those things that was released on the Wii U, uh, which didn't have a ton of great games, but this was a real standout in my opinion. And not a lot of people owned the Wii U. It was something that was overlooked by a lot of people. It's a it's a fun little package. And now that it's out on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo 3DS, people have no excuse not to go play <laughs> Captain Toad. Many millions of people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's kind of the perfect game for Nintendo to re-release, right? Because, I mean, it's no secret that the Wii U didn't sell particularly well. Right. Particularly when compared to Nintendo's other hardware. And so there are games that came out that people didn't get to try. So this is kind of a thing that I expected Nintendo to do. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that Nintendo <laughs> might port games that they don't think enough people played to their new console or right. console handheld hybrid thing, yep. which everybody uh, bought. So, like, that's where this game came from, right? It, at first it came, well, arguably it came from, obviously <laughs> it came from the Wii U, but it, it, it's got roots even beyond that yeah so in 2013 nintendo released super mario 3d world an excellent platformer uh for the wii u Mm -hmm. and in that game there were uh, a handful of levels um featuring captain toad you you gave up control of mario peach luigi etc and you played captain toad in these tiny little diorama style levels um where toad would walk around with a uh, a headlamp and a and a heavy backpack, and he couldn't run and jump. He could basically just walk around levels. He could fall down things. There were like switches that you could pull to raise him up on platforms. But each one was just this cute, clever little puzzle level that felt like Nintendo experimenting within the Mario universe. And I think everybody who played Super Mario 3D World played those levels like, wow, this is great. They should make a full game out of these. (laughs) And someone at Nintendo had the same thought. And the following year, they put out Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. And it was a a smaller release. Like, you know, it it certainly doesn't take as long to play through this game as it does, like, a Super Mario 3D platformer. Um, And they released it at a budget price. It was $39.99 when it came out. And that's the same price as the, the new versions of the game. But it was you a, say versions. Let me let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Right. The, let's let's go ahead and just be clear that it's out on Switch and 3DS. Yeah. Right? Same day release. Okay. Uh, I think that's uh, Friday, July thirteenth. 
um, same price. Um, but yeah, separate separate packages. But it, uh, I haven't played the 3DS version, but from what I know of it, it is effectively a 3DS port of the original game with all the levels intact and and really nothing to differentiate it from the Switch version other than that, you know, the graphics aren't as good. So what do you do in Captain Toad Treasure Tracker exactly? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of story in here. Uh, not that the Mario platformers are particularly deep. Um, but basically, the setup of the game is that uh, Captain Toad and Toadette are out hanging out, collecting treasure as they do. Um, and uh, they, they go and pick up the star, and this angry bird um, comes and snatches the star away. Toadette is hanging on to the star, and it's Captain Toad's mission to go and rescue her. So it's a, you know, kind of a classic Nintendo rescue the damsel in distress situation. Um, And while that may be a little bit tiresome at this point, they kind of, they take opportunities in the game to kind of flip that structure on its head now and then. Uh But it's basically, you you know, you walk into a level and you see some familiar, you know, Mario enemies and structures. Mm -hmm. You know, there are POW blocks. There are vegetables that you can pull out of the ground to throw at enemies, a la Super Mario Bros. 2. And basically, the goal is to get from the starting point to the end point and grab the star and complete the level. And that's generally pretty easy. It's like, you know, pulling some switches, uh, turning the level around so you have a different perspective on where the pathways are and where the platforms are and where enemies might be hidden. Um, so it's basically that, and uh, the the challenge comes in in trying to basically 100% every level. Um, there are th- generally three super gems that look like diamonds with eyes scattered throughout each level, and finding them is sometimes a challenge. Sometimes they're just cleverly hidden or obscured by a piece of geometry. Uh, other times they're in plain sight, but it's not clear how to get to them. So it's fun. It's just kind of a, a puzzling thing where you where you see these small, tightly contained little levels. You turn the level around a bunch. It's like looking at a little puzzle box and kind of working your way through a maze. There are a couple um, variations on the formula. Like there are a bunch of uh, boss fights, a repeated boss fight against a dragon who breathes fire on you and you kind of have to hide behind structures to avoid his uh, flaming breath. Uh, and then there are some kind of like... You know, in Super Mario games where there are those levels where you're uh, running across those little dash pads and yeah. you're just barely trying to keep up and collect all the coins. Uh-huh. Um, so there are a couple things like that, too. But it's, you know, it's a bunch of familiar Mario-style settings. There are enemies like Goombas and Spikes and Piranha Plants. But it's just like basically taking Mario, which is a running and jumping platformer, and taking the running and jumping out of it. And what do you have left, which is... <laughs> basically a a puzzle trying to work your way most of the time upward through pipes and platforms to get to the star. I love that in your review, you wrote a justification. I had never thought about why there might not be jumping, but you wrote Mm -hmm. a justification for why Toad doesn't jump in this game, right? Yeah, he's got a heavy backpack. (laughs) There you go. Done. (laughs) And that's that's not my justification. That's really literally Nintendo's justification. If you Uh, read the manual for the Wii U version... um, it's just like his head, his backpack so heavy he can't jump. <laughs> um, I'll buy and it. And they, they play with that a little bit. Like, in fact, there's a poll, I think, on the Captain Toad website that's like, what do you think is in Toad's backpack? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's funny. Like, you know, the treasure tracker part of this is like you see there are these um, 
kind of interstitial cutscenes where you see Toad camping, you know, setting up for the night as he's on his adventure, and he's got this this tent pitched behind him, and it's just filled with gold <laughs> coins. And you're like, what? What are you doing with all this? Are you like just like out on a, a mission from you know the royal kingdom to go and collect the funds that the kingdom needs? I don't know. It's very strange, but it's it's you know yeah I don't think you're going to sit there scratching your head too too much wondering about the the story and lore of Captain Toad. It's basically just this really charming, cute um, character game where everything is just so positively cheerful and Toad and Toadette are constantly squeaking in delight. It's a it's it's a really neat little thing. Yeah, see that I feel like gets to what I was just about to ask you, which is like why do you love this game? Not not in a like justify your love for this game sense, but but it clearly, like I said at the top, you're, you're the person I thought of when I thought of talking about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, and I just wonder like what was the what were the things that that pulled you into it? I think that um, you know when I played Super Mario 3D World, I was just dazzled by the visual presentation of that game. It's I think it's just the most beautiful Mario game that they've ever put out, and I think it just got to a point graphically that Nintendo figured out how to turn all of their, you know, their long-established characters and creatures and worlds into this, like, perfectly realized toy-like, you know, presentation that just everything just, like, glittery and plasticky and... And in HD for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, like, visually stunning game. And, like, you know, looking at at, at Toad (laughs) as this perfectly, like... The, the the dude does not have a single right angle on his whole body. He is perfectly round in, in every in every way. And he's just super charming and, and cute. Like he's always got a little smile on his face, except for when he's, you know, worried about a ghost behind him. But he's just, you know, this this chipper, squeaky little guy who just all he cares about is, is getting Toadette and getting that treasure. And uh everything about the game is just so so cute and charming and, and so well stylized. That it's just fun to be in these worlds and to kind of see all this stuff uh, that we've known about Mario worlds, um, you know, just realized so beautifully. And uh, and and maybe that's like, you know, my nostalgia for Mario creeping in and, and me being like, this is so beautiful. I, can't, I just can't, can't believe all these Mario things look so good. <laughs> Contain yourself. But I think it really is just like the charm and that like. Uh, you know, Toad is just this constantly upbeat dude <laughs> who who just wants to do the right thing, you know. And yeah. um, and there's there's no there's no there's no negative components to Toad. I I just I just really like all the all the all the things in this world and like even all the enemies you fight are just all, uh, comparatively super cute. You know, it's all like it's all ghost yeah. boos and spikes and and. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just this, like, super sweet, lovely little game. Yeah. That's, I think I used this phrase earlier, but, like, mm-hmm. classic Nintendo, right? Like, they know the strength. They built their own hardware. They know the strengths. They know what they can pull off graphically. And then they just make something that comes off super cute and super polished. Yeah. And, and I think, like, you know, game design-wise, this is also classic Nintendo, right? Because Nintendo is so good at iterating on an idea, Right, like this, the Nintendo Switch is basically the refined version of the Wii U. Right, the Wii U was like an ill-considered piece of hardware that totally, you know, the 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 tablet was you know intrinsically linked to the the console itself, and you couldn't take it anywhere. But they, they figured that out, and they basically made this super refined version of the Wii U. And 
they did the same thing with Captain Toad. They they put this like small little experimental gameplay idea they had into Super Mario 3D World, and they were like, okay, well let's let's do this 75 more times. Let's figure out how to take this core idea and extrapolate it and build upon it and improve upon it in all these wild, fun, inventive directions. And so, you know, cuteness aside, it is a really well designed game. And it's you know it, I think it's as people play it they'll just be delighted by all the inventive ways in which Nintendo came up with new ways to turn these little cube shaped levels into something new. So what's different from the Wii U version, right? Like I mean, in part just for somebody who's played that, maybe they want to play this. But for somebody who hasn't played, what are they getting or not getting? Well, they're not getting a whole lot. Uh, you know, most of the content that's in the Switch version was in the Wii U version. The The major additions are one that a few months after they released Captain Toad on Wii U, they inserted a thing called, was it like, I don't know, it was, it was basically amiibo support for the game. And what happened would, was that if you would touch an amiibo uh, on, on the Wii U on each level, you would unlock a little hide-and-seek game. And a little pixelated eight-bit toad who squeaks in eight-bit would um, would like hide in the level, and you'd have to go find him. Um, and it was just kind of a, a fun little optional objective after you had done everything that you could in each level to go find him. Now those are just those uh, hide-and-seek le- um, tasks are just unlocked as soon as you complete uh, a level. Um, the other things they added is they added four new. Uh, levels in the game that are inspired by Super Mario Odyssey, and they're cool. You know, they're they're fun little side objectives that give you a chance to kind of revisit some of the kingdoms in Super Mario Odyssey. But it it also feels like a little bit lackluster, and that they're not the best levels the game has to offer. And it's also there's only four of them. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little bonus. And if you, but if you have played the Wii U version, I, I don't think I can recommend that you go buy this just because of those four levels. It's not enough. Um, yeah. But it's it's fun. And so a couple other things they added. They added a, a few kind of like little quality of life things. They gave you a new camera zoom option that kind of gives you uh, a. a in the, in the original version, you only had like a, a far out zoom and a, and a very close zoom that really wasn't super useful. And so now there's a new zoom depth, mm-hmm. which basically gives you a, a, a good enough view of, of, a, of a level to kind of see where you are and see what's around you, but also lets you see some of the detail. And that's really helpful in the, the game's handheld display mode where you're looking at much, a much smaller screen. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and then they added a two-player mode. And I didn't mention this in our our review slash preview of the game, but uh, yeah, you can play the game two player, and I, I think that it's actually really well suited for playing with um, younger kids. Hey, classic Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it it follows a lot of kind of like Nintendo's second player rules, right? Where the second player will be in control of something not super critical, yeah. and in this game, it's basically throwing turnips. When you're playing in two-player mode, the, the second player who can throw turnips at the screen can basically fire unlimited turnips, and that'll really be helpful if you are if you are in a level with a bunch of enemies or if you're trying to hit something that's that you just oh, yeah. you just can't hit otherwise. But it's I think it's really helpful if, you're, if you want to play with a, a, a kid who either doesn't have the dexterity or the puzzle-solving skills to play the game, or if you just want to let them kind of play it and and worry about the more I don't know, so like dangerous or 
you know, fast reflexes kind of stuff that might be in the game. What I'm getting from you is basically if you haven't played this game, you totally should. Yeah, I, I, I really highly recommend it to anybody who has a Switch. I mean, I know that there is a ton of stuff coming out on Switch this year. And there are also a lot of Wii U ports. And I think that people might be kind of turned off, maybe, by mm. some of those at this point. But this is a really great game, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, especially for 40 bucks, I, I, I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, well, I, I think that's about it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think I've <laughs> done my, <laughs> my 17 minutes of uh, Captain Toad evangelization here. Um, uh, yeah, I, and if, if for some reason you don't like Toad, if you find him annoying or, <laughs> or obnoxious, then you're probably not going to fall in love with him here because he's basically Toad, you know, ratcheted up to 11. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great little game. It's great portably and, and on the TV. And, uh, I, I think people will have some fun with it. All right. I'm going to go buy it. Wait, I okay. can't buy it yet. I'll buy it soon. All right. Let me know what you think. Thanks. All right. Bye, Dave. Media Podcast Network.